What do you mean it's not real? It says Rolex right there. You don't get a refund. It says it right there. I didn't... Oh, I'm sorry. We hit. Give me a tuna fish sandwich. I demand this. Better have some mayonnaise or you going to hate your days. Hey, I thought I thought Jared Fogel was the worst thing to happen to Subway. Turns out a little extra mayo will always get you. Annie, I didn't tell you to cutlets. I said pasta fazol, you chuchalamingo. I'm sorry, Matthew. Get this kid. I can't. I'm not bringing you nowhere no more. Welcome to the Working Perspectives Podcast, WPP News. On tonight's show, we're going to be bringing you topics from around the globe. The topics will fall under three different categories. The categories are Stupid Is and Stupid Does, Incredibly Incredible, and Sports and Speds. We're going to kick off Stupid Is and Stupid Does by heading to Atlanta, Georgia, where Liam Reese has the story at a subway where things got a little hot and heavy. Liam, what's the story? We've all been there. You're standing in line for 20 minutes, a half hour. You're low on time. You got your little one with you. They're like yammering in the back about they're hungry and everything. You wait forever. You get to the front. They take forever. You finally get your sandwich. You get out to your car. You open it up and it's wrong. It's not what you wanted. So now you got to go back inside and go through the whole process all over again. That's enough. That's most people will get pretty annoyed, but... At a subway, at this subway in Northside Drive in Atlanta, Georgia, an unnamed assailant took this to the extreme. According to the owner, a customer was unhappy with his sandwich and the amount of mayo on said sandwich. So he did what any rational person would do, and he pulled his gun out and opened fire on two of the employees. A 24-year-old and 26-year-old woman were both shot one of them was killed the 26 year old was killed the 24 year old who was injured her five-year-old son was there watching the whole thing and here's the kicker all that goes on got the unnamed guy comes in fires at him and everything the manager pulls their gun out and returns fire so so it's like dodge city at this subway inside atlanta georgia and the assailant makes his getaway like as bullets are flying and everything makes his getaway a couple of the people in the town saw who he was. They they ratted. Well, they they kind of you know what I mean gave him up, and uh, the cops picked him up soon after. Subway has offered their condolences and not much else. I don't know. That's pretty pretty crazy. For it was Sunday at six thirty p.m. That's pretty crazy for a Sunday dinner. You know what I mean? But uh, before I kick it back to WPP headquarters, I want to quote one of the most famous North Wales rappers of all time. Chuck Dizzle. Give me a tuna fish sandwich. I demand this. Better have some mayonnaise or you gonna hate your days. Liam Reese, signing off. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for that, Liam. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Shout out Chuck D's. Fan of the show, listen to the show. Always. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, I thought I thought Jared Fogel was the worst thing to happen to Subway. Turns out a little extra mayo will always get you. All right, let's keep it moving. We're going to head to North Carolina where Mikey Medigan has a story about a McDonald's employee who got himself in trouble. All right, Mikey Medigan, what's the scoop? What do you mean it's not real? It says Rolex right there. You don't get a refund. It says it right there. I didn't... Oh, I'm sorry. We're here. I'm here on scene just like my fellow reporter at the worst restaurants in America. Here I am at McDonald's in North Carolina, where a pastor, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, a pastor, I said, he comes down here, his wife, she's training to be the manager. 
She going to make big bucks at Mickey D's. She has an employee that starts getting fresh with her. We don't do that. You need to show respect. So what does she do? She calls her husband. He comes storming down to the McDonald's. He walks right in around the counter, finds the man, disrespecting his beautiful brajul of a wife. And what does he do? He punches him in the face, in the forehead, causing not only a black eye and a large contusion on his forehead, but what else? He then sees he has this man exactly where he needs him. So he proceeds to go Mortal Kombat and finish him by grabbing him two-handed on the throat. I said it, by the throat, and dip his head towards the fryer grease. The hot fryer grease. Now, the man fought him off valiantly. He did not get a deep fried dome. He just got still got nothing. So what's he do? He walks outside. They call the cop. When they do call the cop, they come and they arrest this man of Jesus. And unfortunately, his wife has been terminated from her managerial position she may have achieved. So it's a sad spot all around. Now, I reached out to High Point Church, hand the guy, Mary, Jesus, and Joseph as my witness. They acted like they never met this man. So I'm not sure if he's a pastor there no more, but hopefully God looks out for him in the courtroom because it's coming and it's doomsday, my friend. Matthew, I'm signing off. WPP, back to headquarters. I mean, looks like the pastor wasn't really happy with his meal. <laughs> Man, good stuff. We're going to keep it moving. We're going to head on to our next category, which is incredibly incredible. We're going to go back to Liam Lishmise Reese, who is in Vancouver, Washington, with a story about a phone that, I mean, frankly, I would pay for. Liam, what's the story? It's the age old argument Android versus iPhone. Which one's better? Well, iPhone may be able to check the durability box after this one. Have you ever wondered? how high you can drop your iPhone from and have it not be broken, have it still be working and everything? Turns out the new answer may be 16,000 feet. During a recent flight over Vancouver, Washington, a door plug flew off of a brand new Alaska Airlines Boeing jet. And just like in the movies, everything that wasn't bolted down or strapped down or tightly grabbing onto something flew, got sucked right out that window and flew out into the sky. After the incident had occurred, the National Transportation Safety Board got on the local news and asked locals for help to search for the debris and things that had been pulled out of the plane. Well, Sean Bates decided to walk outside and start searching in the Vancouver area. He would soon find an iPhone on the ground with the charger still attached to it. The, the charger was like ripped out. So the end was all, the wires were frayed and everything. So he finds it with the charger still into it. It's logged in to Alaska Airlines baggage claim. And then it's in airplane mode, still working. So he thinks this has got to be part of it. So he turns it back into the NTSB. It got returned to the owner and, uh, you know, iPhone still working 16,000 feet. Pretty incredible. The model of like, so it was in a case, but the model of the case is still not known. So we're going to keep an eye on that. So if everybody's wondering, stay tuned. We'll give you more details on the name of the case because I'm really interested in that case. And uh, when we have that information, we'll get it to you. Thank you very much. This is Liam Reese signing off in Vancouver. Now that's what I call an airdrop. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I mean, I guess the person's just lucky that the phone was in airplane mode. 
Good one. Oh, man. Really good. Really good stuff. All right. Very cool stuff. Thank you for that, Liam. We're going to keep it moving, and we're going to head to Harris County, Texas, where Mikey Medigan is going to give us a story about a couple of dogs that caused a little bit of damage. Mikey Medigan, what's the scoop? Annie, I didn't tell you the cutlets. I said pasta, fazo, you chuchula, mingyots. I'm sorry, Matt. You get this kid. I can't, Matt. I'm not bringing you nowhere no more. I'm here at the car lot with these beautiful automobiles behind me. They don't have any Fiat's because they're anti-Italian. Anyway, we're here on scene, on site to report that there was damage done to this site. Now, some people may think it's hoodlums, maybe a couple kids, maybe, you know, who knows who did it. But we find out because they have cameras. So here on this lot, they had two beautiful dogs, one Pitbull, one Rottweiler Mick. They're boys, dogs for life. They come through the parking lot. They find a little hole in the fence. They suspect they may have been chasing a kitty cat. I believe they were chasing the bitches. As they chase the bitches, they run into the car lot. They can't find them. They get excited. What do they do? They jump on a couple of hoods. They jump on a couple of roofs. Their claws tear everything up. The paint's ruined. Now, when they see this, it gets better, my friend. They get a little over-aggressive. It's a pit bull. It's a Rottweiler. They take their big, strong jaws. They grab the bumper and they rip. And rip the bumper off multiple vehicles on camera. Now, they're claiming that these poor mutts have done somewhere around $350,000 worth of damage to the vehicle. Now, these two dogs were captured and put into custody. Now, while these poor dogs have been incarcerated, they found that both are not aggressive towards humans. So what does that mean? They're going to get adopted. I'm down here right now trying to get the Rottweiler. I want them to rip a bumper off my dickhead neighbor who's always been a pain in my balls. Now I'm going to get this dog to rip him and his wife. All right, maybe I shouldn't say that on camera. Maybe we cut that, Matt. Either way, it's hot as hell here in Houston. I don't like it. I'm not having fun, but I'm going to return with this Rottweiler. Mikey, Mr. Metagon with WPP News. Back to you, Matthew. Yelp is probably going to give this dealership a rough review. <laughs> Good stuff. I mean, I hope their insurance has great protection. <laughs> Oh, you slay me. Really do. But we're going to keep it moving. And we're going to head to London, England, where Mikey Medigan is going to bring us a story about a 16-year-old dark phenom who is apparently taking the world by storm. Mikey Medigan, what is the scoop? I'm here in, I don't know what they call this place, uh, England. Everybody got a weird accent. They eating the crappiest food I ever seen. I don't know who teaches these guys how to eat. Maybe it's because they drink 60 beers before they eat the food. But I'm telling you, nothing around here is edible. Anyways, with the diarrhea I have, a little ajnia, we're okay, though. I'm here to interview 16-year-old legend phenom Luke Littler. That's right, Littler. I feel like I just had a stroke when I say this kid's name. Luke Littler joined the competition for the Dart Professional Dart Corporation World Dart Tournament, where... He became the youngest player to ever win a match. And not only did he win a match, Matthew, this man made it to the finals. When he made it to the finals, everybody was excited. The youngest man to ever win one of these tournaments prior was 24 years old. He's 16. He starts out up 4-2. 
I don't even know what that means because Darts isn't a sport. He's up 4-2. Then the other guy comes back and ends up beating him 7-4, where he took second place. Now, with second place, I may or may not pay him a visit later on with me and Anthony because uh, he made $254,500 to take second to throw darts. We're in the wrong business, I tell you. With money like that, what are you talking about? My own. Anyway, the problem with this situation is when you see a picture of this fella, I couldn't believe it was a 16-year-old. The Chucha Laminga has a full beard. He's got the crappiest teeth like he's been drinking coffee and smoking the cigarettes all day, every day. This man looks like he's been the father of seven children. I need to see a birth certificate because this pudgy little English man with the beard and the shitty teeth, I mean, I don't know. Maybe somebody should have raised a complaint. I'm not here to say nothing. If he, you know, maybe gives me uh, 10K, we keep it quiet because he's clearly a 35-year-old man. Either way, they're <laughs> out here cheating in England. I don't want any more fish and chips. I want to go home. I want to go back and get a good meal. I can't be here anymore, Matthew. <laughs> Signing off, Mikey, Mr. Medigan, WPP News, 4th Street Productions. Back to you, bro. Wow, really good stuff. Thanks for that, Steve. I mean, uh, man, it looks like this kid might be throwing shade as well as he throws bullseyes. <laughs> uh, uh, very good stuff. But we're going to keep it moving. And we're going to head back to Liam Reese, who's in Las Vegas, Nevada, where he's going to talk about the tackle of the year. Liam, what's the story? High school players, the college players of the NCAA, and the greatest players in the world in the NFL are all known for making great tackles. But Las Vegas courtroom defendants? Folks, in the building behind me, in one of the courtrooms, we may have already witnessed 2024's best tackle. After assuring the judge he had been reformed and was in a better place in his mind, Diebra Red, in a feat of impressive athleticism, executed a textbook Brian Dawkins tackle, clearing the judge's bench with ease and wrapping up after immediately making contact as amazing as this tackle was i think in the end it's gonna end up costing him well five days later diebra was brought back into court in shackles he had a spit mask on and everything and this time surrounded by bailiffs and to really no one's surprise the judge really threw the book at him and he did not have a chance to leap up there he was you know, he just had to take this one on the chin. So Redden is now being charged with attempted murder, battery on a protected person, battery of an officer, battery by a prisoner, intimidating a public officer, extortion, and a slew of other charges, many of which are felonies. But on the bright side, he's definitely going to get his 15 minutes of fame, and his video will probably be used by football coaches for years to come on how to make a textbook. Brian Dawkins tackle. Everyone, this is William Reese signing off. Very good. Thank you for that, Liam. Excellent stuff. Excellent, excellent stuff. Man, looks like the judge got really sacked on this one. <laughs> you know, I heard the ref threw a flag, and it turns out it was a 15-year penalty for roughing the sentencer. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of roughing the sentencer, 
This has been another episode of WPP News, a part of the Working Perspectives Podcast. In case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast, and you can join us on Twitter and TikTok at Working P Pod. And if you would like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. And please like, subscribe, so we keep bringing you this sweet, sweet content. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. See you.